Welcome, word enthusiasts, to another deep dive into the world of grammar on your favorite podcast, Grammar Lab. Here, we help you make sense of the ins and outs of English usage, one episode at a time. Today, we're putting two often confused words under the microscope, imply and infer. Stick around to find out if you've been using them correctly. Let's get straight into our grammar insight for the day. Imply and infer may sound similar, but their meanings are quite different. It's all about who's doing what in the communication process. That's right, Jack. To imply means to suggest or express something indirectly. You're giving information without saying it outright. It's the job of the speaker or writer to imply. On the flip side, to infer means to deduce or conclude information from evidence and reasoning, rather than from explicit statements. Essentially, it's the listener or reader's role to infer. So one talks, the other listens. Or to make it clearer, one writes, the other reads. Imagine a scenario where I say, Jack, it sure is chilly in here, without directly asking him to close the window. I'm implying that the window should be closed. And if I respond by closing the window, it means I've inferred Abby's hint. She didn't say it out loud, but the implication was clear enough for me to infer the desired action. This difference has caused confusion for quite a while. The term imply has its roots in Latin from implere, meaning to fill in or to entwine. Think of it like filling in the blanks of a statement with your own hint or suggestion. Infer, meanwhile, also comes from Latin infera, which translates to to bring in or to carry into. When you infer, you're bringing in your own understanding or interpretation to what's not stated outright. Time for a little quiz, Jack. I'm going to give you some sentences with the word blank in them. Your challenge is to fill in the blank with either imply or infer. Ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Here's the first one. When she said I might want to wear a jacket to the dinner, was she blank that the venue might be cold? She was implying that the venue might be cold. She suggested it indirectly. Excellent. Next one. Given the CEO's vague statement, employees began to blank that there would soon be changes in the company. This has to be infer. The employees deduced it from the CEO's statement. Spot on. Let's do one more. The clouds are dark and heavy. I blank that it's going to rain soon. That's a bit tricky, but it should be infer. You're making an assumption based on how the clouds look. You did great, Jack. These examples highlight how important it is to pay attention to the role of the person in the communication. Is it about suggesting indirectly, or is it about deducing from what's hinted? As we wrap up today's Grammar Lab session, we want to thank you all for tuning in to clear up the imply versus infer conundrum. If you're still scratching your head over other grammar gremlins or have topics you'd like us to explore, drop us a line at grammarlab at pagepods.com. We're always excited to address your questions on future episodes. And remember, to keep your grammar game strong, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app. If you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review. It helps more linguophiles like you find us. For the latest episodes and show transcripts, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. You'll find the link in our show notes, or if you prefer, email us. This has been Grammar Lab, 
where we take complex grammar rules and turn them into fun, easy-to-understand lessons. Until next time, keep parsing, folks. Bye, everyone.